Hey, Alex. Alex? Okay, we don't seem to have Alex. I now want us all to spend the first 10 minutes of the show thinking of what Alex could be doing that he's not here for. I think Bounty Hunter. Lucas? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Either that or he had uh, 10 other things that he would have rather been doing. What would he rather do, host the podcast or meet Hawkman? I don't know how good or how big he is into Hawkman, so I'm not really sure about that one. Fair enough. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay. How are you? I mean, it's sad. It's been a long time since I've done a podcast without Alex. Who's going to who's gonna not know what we're talking about yet entertain the nation at the same time? Well, I might be able to to do my best to cover that first part, but the second part, no, I got no chance. Uh, you have you bring your own assets to the table. We'll be all right. But we're going to jump right into it. You ready? 10 for 10? Let's go. Hot dog. All right. So it seems like somebody I'm talking about every week, but this one's a little closer to your heart. Is DJ Moore back? Last week, his most targets, catches, yards, and only his second, I'm sorry, most targets, catches, and yards of the season and only his second touchdown of the year. So has the revival begun? Um, I'm going to say it will begin after this week, and that has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I'm playing Cam this week. How's that for an answer? Yeah. I love it. The universal no, lines for you. Yeah, it's, you know, it, this is the only time I'll, I'll mention it tonight, but, you know, being in three different fantasy leagues, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to cheer for your own players and against the team you're playing, uh, cause oftentimes they overlap. And that's exactly what's going on this week. Cam has two or three players that I have in my dynasty league, um, on his team this week. So I want to beat him, but that means then my dynasty team won't do well. So. But yeah, DJ Moore, you know, I don't know. I didn't see it coming. I'm always like a, a show me before I believe it. Sure. And uh he did show it one week, but I kind of like consistency before I'm ready to declare he's back. Yeah, and with PJ Walker as your quarterback, I can understand that. All right. So I'm going to say this, we're going to go long form into this question in a later episode, but the question is going to be who is your Mount Rushmore of Fantasy football players. I'm bringing this up because you talk about like when there's overlap, like I have him in this league, but I'm playing against him in this league. But like, give me one player that transcends all that. You just like the player, regardless if it costs you, whoever he's playing in a given week, just you love him that much. Like you're Matt Bryant, you're Young Way Koo. You know what? You're making me sad. I'm not sure if I have one of those. I, I the players I love to watch and cheer for the most are usually on my teams. Um, and then of course it's, it's the ones that I hate the most. Maybe it's my, my anti Mount Rushmore <laughs> of the ones that I just want to do poorly. And if they do well, I'm really pissed because I used to have them and they didn't do well for me those years. So, you know, Edwards Alaire, um, Russell Wilson, which man, he's, we can get into 10 minutes on him, but we won't. We might. Yeah. Yep. Well, for me, one of them is Jamal Charles, because I still am in love with the man for that 2013 championship. And you had the back-to-back run, 2010-2011. There's nobody from that regime that sticks out as being particularly close to the heart? 
Steve, bless you, but I can't remember what happened in my life last week, let alone <laughs> 10 years ago. Fair enough. I, could, I couldn't tell you one player I had on either of those rosters. I would, I really? would really have to go back and look. And now you're going to make me go back and look. So yeah. With that more brain, I thought somebody would re- retain, but okay. Well, here's a player that might be close to your heart. Former Spartan. I guess you're always a Spartan. But Kenneth Walker, last three games, just under seven yards of carry and four touchdowns. Top five running back rest of the year? Hell yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm saying that mostly because he's a Spartan. But at the same time, like, we saw him all year last year. We knew what he could do. Um, and it was just a matter of time until he got – got that starting spot and he showed the rest of the, of the NFL, what he could do. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd love to see it. And I think he's, I believe I saw he's the only player in the NFL with over with two 60 plus yard runs this year. And considering the small sample size for him compared to everyone else, even more impressive. Yep. All right. So do me a favor, rank these quarterbacks from most washed up to least washed up, most washed up, Two least washed up. Rusty, Aaron Rodgers, the recently benched Matt Ryan, and Mac Jones. Uh, Matt Ryan has to take the top spot on that one. Um, considering the other ones are playing, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, Matt is, is no, he's done. I mean, it was a little bit of a surprise to me uh, to hear them all of a sudden just go to, to Ellinger uh, yeah. and he was just done. Um, and then I started reading more articles and they're like, yeah, not only is he done this week, but he's done, done. They're not going to play him again because of some like injury clause or something like that. Like if he gets injured, uh, they'll end up having to pay him in like another 12 million or, or 17 million or something like that. And so they're like, Nope, they're already going to eat the 10 that they got to pay them. Yeah. And they, they will not chance it and not play him again so that they don't have to pay him more than that, which was really interesting. Um, and then it really makes you think too, that Andrew Luck retirement really screwed them over. They have not recovered from that. I was reading a tweet and somebody's like, when did we become the Browns? Because yeah. of their revolving quarterback after. What a run though. Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, that had to be like a 25, I don't know, 20 ish year run. Yeah. Now, can it happen to the Packers next, please? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking like, you want them to have another good quarterback, but no, you mean Jordan Love no. begins the downfall. Yes, absolutely. That'd be great. All right, so Matt Ryan is most washed. It's by it's by a large margin. Who's second? Yeah, you know, before this last week and Rusty's antics that have come to light, I would have said Rodgers, but Rusty's got to be next, man. That dude's just <laughs> fallen off the crazy train and has no desire to get back on. So um, I, uh, Jason said it best today in text form, right? Like he, he started drinking whatever Antonio Brown was drinking. Well, connecting to Antonio Brown real quick, I'm not trying to be funny here. Do you think, like, this is brain damage? Because, like, either he was really buttoned up for the first 10 years of his career and none of this was happening, or something internally has changed. Uh, it's a very good question. Um, the only answer I have to that is I have read about um, a lot of former teammates of, of Russell Wilson's who 
are not surprised, who hated him, who just did not get along well with him and were glad to see him go. So that tells you right there that something else has been going on for years behind the scenes we just haven't seen. It's just stayed in the locker room. Wow, that's actually impressive that they were able to hold that off. And that's actually saying something. I mean, like, we joke about it from time to time, but it seems like everybody loves Matt Stafford here in Detroit still, but no, not the same love for Rusty. Nope, not at all. All right, so we'll round it out. Aaron Rodgers, three. Mac Jones, four. Yes, absolutely. Is Rodgers washed, or am I being a little uh, hyperbolic, as I like to say? Um, we Who knows? Um, he, he started out season slow before um, and then has picked it up, right? But he just doesn't seem to be doing that this year. And a lot of the commentary last week was about his body language. And it's just like, look at him. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to be out there. Um, and, and multiple people uh, mentioned that. And so I was like, it kind of my ears kind of perked up on that. And like, yeah, he's he's about done. Uh, he, he's a bit of a diva himself, right? If he's yeah. back in his way, um, not quite like Tom at all, as I've already seen quite a few things tonight for tonight's game as well with Brady. He's just, man, yeah. anyway, we won't even get into that, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Rodgers guy, but I think he's got the single best pass I've ever seen in the NFL. So credit to him, but though I do think that, uh, losing Devontae might have exposed it. 37 years old might just, uh, might be time. But anyway, all right, we'll bring it closer to home again. I always get the young man's name wrong, though I'm a big, big fan. So I call him ASR, our wide receiver. Injured versus Minnesota, sits against Seattle, minimal usage against Green Bay. I'm sorry, not Green Bay, against New England, and gets pulled, gets injured after one catch this past week. I'm sorry, I don't remember who they were playing. So, more that this is an unfortunate string of events or proof that Lions fans can't have nice things? Uh, can it be both? Uh, Indeed. Lions, fa- Lions fans can't have nice things. I mean, we've had a really good running back back in the day. Uh, but, you know, it may be a couple of good receivers and, and, and some nice linebackers and such. But, no, Um I do think it's an unfortunate string as well, right? So he gets injured, he sits, minimal usage to get him back going. And I read about the the one catch last week or, or one target or whatever it was, um, the the brand new uh, concussion protocols, you can thank Tua for, for that, caused him to have to sit the rest of the game. He did not have a concussion. Uh, he was cleared of a concussion, but because he was – Wobbly, there's a medical term for that that I don't don't care to look up or remember. Um, he was forced to sit the rest of the game. So okay. that was just an unfortunate circumstance of, of Tua. And of course the Lions would be the first ones to reap the benefits of a of a rule change midseason because that, that is a fantastic point. Yep. All right. Well this next question was gonna be for Alex, but you're just gonna have to sit in the spot and kinda answer for him. I think we can safely say Alex has the worst quarterback, starting quarterback conundrum in our league. And those are the choices between Jared Golfocles and Aaron Rodgers. So after you would vomit violently when upon making this decision, who would you ultimately start if this was your team? Jared Goff at Miami or Aaron Rodgers at Buffalo? Okay. Here's my best Alex impression. You ready for this? I hope what? so. What? No. 
Jared Goff's the best. Okay, that's that's all I'm gonna do. It's um, actually not bad, yeah. <laughs> no, he, come on, he's this is Alex. He's riding Goff to the end of the season. Uh, just due to the fact that Goff was not one of your top five in the previous question of washed up quarterbacks, and Rodgers was so. Um, you know, I yeah, I I think he he continues with Goff. Um, he had an absolutely horrendous week last week. Um, but you know, that's the Lions for, he has the past two weeks actually, right? Cause we got yeah. shut out by New England, but that's what scoring zero touchdowns and going for it on fourth down, even though you're 0 and 6 in the game so far does for you, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, if it was me, I'd probably play the matchup game going forward. Um, I would still yeah. probably play golf, uh, more than you would <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, and this week, uh, do you want Rodgers up against Buffalo, uh, at Buffalo? No, you don't. No, so you're, next you're playing Lazard off. Sitting. Yep. All right. So league news, you sent out a text message earlier this week saying you kind of talked about, and I won't get into the whole thing again, but basically how you want to have a start discussing rule changes in the off season. So I think we've talked about this online, but for you, what, uh, what is the rule you have the most passion about possibly changing or putting into place? Well, I won't get into specifics, but I'd love to change something around uh, how we determine draft order. Um, I, I'm starting to feel bad for Derek. Derek, I'm sorry. You just got in a sh- short straw every single year since you joined us. Um, and it, there's just got to be, there's got to be a better, more equitable way to determine draft order for people. Um, and so I've got a couple ideas on that. I've, I've heard a couple of other ideas on that as well. So, um, it, it feels like we're ripe for a change around how we determine, uh, draft order. Um, and I, I think it's about time, time for that. Okay. Yeah. You and I've talked a little bit about it and I, I know you don't want to go into detail, but I would say if it's up to me, I really do want to move to a derby style of drafting. However we get there. Um, then beyond that, I think the only thing I'm really passionate about is I want to change the way defenses score to something that's more like our uh, our 80s league, where the defenses their baseline score is a little closer to what a uh, skill player is going to score, like 10 to 12 a week at baseline. Yeah, we've you know we've kind of tweaked that throughout the decades for sure, yeah. right? Because we felt like defense should be scoring more than than they are, and yeah, I, I'd be up for that as well. Um, I I still feel like on average there it's a bit low. Um, and quickly, uh, so I'd, I'd totally be up for something like that. But nobody's proposed that yet, so you know you have some time. But uh, I, ha- I haven't heard any proposals around. I am look, I am looking forward to seeing what this strategy looks like when it's all said and done. Well, I don't want to give you an ulcer, so I'm not going to show it to you yet. But just just be prepared. You're going to have some gems in there. It's going to be great. Gosh almighty. Okay. Um, your misses, for time constraints, I'm going to combine seven and eight here real quick. Um, your your one win misses had a heck of a week last week. High score of the week, I believe, unfortunately, because she can't have nice things year, she, this year. She has lost Jamar Chase, who was out four to six weeks with a hip injury. So she's got a decent matchup this week, but after this week, she is playing teams that are currently 
five and two or six and one for the next four weeks. Is this must win, must win, or uh, got a little more wiggle room than I'm giving credit for? You might be able to get by with losing one of those uh, in the coming weeks, but if you lose both, you're almost that. That's you're, you're almost done at that point. There's there's kind of a glut at the bottom. Uh, you know, even though we started out in Ofer, both of us have won our last two, and we're now one game out of the playoffs uh, at at two and five. So that's kind of crazy in and of itself. But um, yeah, I mean, she, it, it's not just her. She's going up against me. She's going up against Cam. She's going up against Jason. We're all right there. So you can't really afford any of us can't really afford too much of a slip up. Yeah, I may be wrong, but I think it's I think one of you will definitely make the playoffs. But I think for two of that cluster of four to get there, that's going to be really hard um, because of the teams in front of you. Yep. Now the um, the wide receiver situation is is not good for her right now. Um, that's the next that's the next focus, right? Drake London was looking really good at the start of the season. I thought he was going to be a really nice pickup for her, but he's really tailed off the past few weeks, and now she's got to play him. Um, with, with Chase out. So, you know, Evans is Evans and has got the aforementioned Brady, uh, throwing, but he seems to be actually doing fairly decent for her, um, tonight so far. So that'll be, that'll give, be, be a good boost. Now, her saving grace right now is her running backs. Um, it's too bad she can't start three. <laughs> well, I think the thing that, you're both right about Drake London, and we, I think we can also say, like, it's 0% his fault. Like, Atlanta was losing by 21 points last week and threw the ball something ridiculous, like, 13 times. So you can complain about his numbers, but I still think he had, like, a 35% target share. Yeah, he had one target last week, and he caught one ball for nine yards. Oh, he only had one target. I thought he was a little better off. No, okay. No. So, no. That's still an 8% target share, but, yeah, yeah, sorry. My bad. I was thinking of Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh dear lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not wrong there. Speaking about hopping off the crazy train. <laughs> I still believe like if you're just going to throw the ball 13 times, that's not on you. That's uh anyway. Yeah. Yep. All right. 9. You are 2 and 5. Cam is 2 and 5. Who is more screwed if they lose? Uh oh man. Um I don't know. I'd have to look at the schedule. You didn't. You didn't throw that one up. Oh, that's pre, number nine, my friends. Pre-show, I didn't. I didn't see that on there. So, um, I'll tell you yeah. what. I will give you a chance to look, and I will answer for you. Give you a chance to agree or disagree. Go for it. I think you actually need this more than Cam because Cam's schedule. Because that's exactly what I looked at when I thought of the question. Is is fairly okay after he gets done with you. He's going to get Jason and Jason back to back. So. Then oh. it's going to be Alex and Kelly. So three of his next four games are against losing teams after this week. Or yeah. Four of his next five are against teams with a losing record. Okay. Yeah. And then as I was looking at my schedule, um, right, I got I got Bob again. Um, after after Cam here, yeah, Alex, Derek, Carly. You have Matt. nobody with a losing record. You have one team well, with a losing record right now. Yeah. Well, Derek and, and Kelly at the end of the season. So. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. I apologize. Um, but yeah, nope. That'll be fun. But no, I mean that that was my week two where I scored the second highest points, 
but Bob scored like a hundred, like fifty more than me. So he like destroyed all of us in week two. So that was that was a great time to to play him. But it's so meaningful. Like think if that would have gone the other way, you're three and four, and you're either the first team in or out or the last team in the playoffs. It's totally different. And I mean, as a big, that's a big change. Yep. We shall see. All right. So this one I did not give you a heads up on. We're gonna we're gonna play Steve's favorite game, and that's anything to do with numbers. So I am gonna ask you three questions about the league and our uh, three questions about the league, and we'll see how you do here. All right. All right. So because there through seven weeks, five matchups a week, there have been thirty five games. Through those thirty five games, I want you to take a wild guess. What do you think the median margin of victory has been? Oh God. There have not been a lot of high-scoring teams this week. I mean, we, we've talked about how this season has just been really weird and low-scoring. And um, I would say the average margin—it's got to be less than ten. I'll—I'll I'll say seven point eight two. It probably won't change anything too much, which is just remind looking for the median, not the mean. Uh, oh, so the exact middle. Yep. Uh, then I'll go up to like thirteen point four. You're not you're not far off. Nineteen. Okay. Largest margin of victory. Oh, what was that week two score? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh God, no! It was like. Oh, I think we had close to a hundred one week, didn't we? Um, ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it wasn't quite that bad. I'll let you oh, give you okay. a chance to walk then, it back. Then we'll go 53. A lot closer. The largest margin of victory is has this year has been 64. Yeah, nice. All right. Now, last one. You've talked about you have thought it's been relatively close scoring this year. So I will say either give me the number of matchups or the percentage out of the 35 that have been decided by five or less. I will, out of 35, ooh, I'll say eight have been five or less. Woo! Just Whoa. off seven. Nice. 20%, yeah, I, it has been a tight year. I will say half of them were involving me. I did not do the legwork on that one. I'm kind of kicking myself about it now. But, uh, yeah, a couple people have been in a uh, few close contests. So you said less than five, right? Yep, five or less. Now, to be Two, fair, I uh, three, four, four of them have been me. Four of the no seven. No way. Yep. How? Are you, what's your record in those four? Loss, 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 and win. So okay. one and one and three. I beat Matt a hundred point five to ninety eight point five. I lost to Derek. 115.5 to 117. I lost to you 110 to 113. And I lost to Carly in week one, 139 to 141.5. So that may not have been the first and second highest scoring week, but that had to be another week where you deserved a better outcome if you put up 141. 
Uh, I put up 139 in week one. I put up 133 in week two, and they were both losses. Oi. Yep. Okay. All right, we will move into the power jankings for the week. So let's see how long you can keep the streak going. You ran the table last week, and actually, I believe the week before, you only missed one, so it's been pretty productive for you. I set the bar way too high. (laughs) All right, talk to me. Start at the bottom. Who is number 10? Oh, that's Jason. Uh, Was 10, stays 10. So, um. I want to kick somebody while having the down year. So for me, I'll keep it pretty basic. I think that uh, reasons for optimism, Dak Prescott is back. Played the Lions. He kind of got his crap game out of the way, but it looks like he's going to play Kirk Cousins in a favorable favorable matchup against Arizona. Um, thing to be concerned about, Debo, uh, looks like he is going to be out, but George, that means George Kittle will pick up the slack. And Tony Pollard is looking like he is going to be the lead back for the next one or two weeks in Dallas. So that will be huge, um, a huge boost to his point total if he can be able to have that for a couple of weeks. So that is some reason for optimism for Jason moving forward, at least for this week. Awesome. That's reason for optimism for me, too, because Cam has Zeke. Ooh, now that would be a nice get. <laughs> All right. Nine. All right, this is where I got to throw a little bit of Steve magic into my logic because eight and nine has been me and Kelly. We're both on two game winning streaks, but she had a high score last week. So does that bump her up one or has she been so entrenched in nine for so long that she needs a couple of high scores? So, um, I will actually say it's Kelly. Was nine, stays nine, despite high score victory. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've already talked about her, her team a lot, but, um, man, Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders, where the heck did that come from? And boy, did she ever need it with Jonathan Taylor not having a good year at all. So all she needs is Taylor to take off and do what he should be doing, which I don't know, flip a coin, right? They benched Matt Ryan. Maybe Ryan was part of the problem. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think Sam is really going to do that much better. But maybe he adds a, a different wrinkle and and it helps Taylor out. I really don't know what's going on with Taylor though, so it, that's tough to say. So, I think the Tua pickup by her was was good. Yeah. Um, he certainly has shown this season that he has a capability to score off the charts. Um, and I think it's going to be a better play the rest of the season than, than Stafford at this point. Um, so now she just got, has to worry about those receivers that, that Jamar Chase news was not good, not good today. So sorry. I am really, I don't know that I would do anything different, but that is tough to have to be playing Drake London. And I know you talked about it, but it's just, it's one thing to have him on your bench and keep him around, but to actually go in a game that's pretty meaningful for you. Good luck on that one. Yeah, and then have to for, for at least the next four weeks. Yeah. But right now, favored to play uh, beat Jason, so uh, that's all you got to do. All right, eight. Uh, that would be me. Was eight, stays eight. That's true. I don't know. I. Uh, you tell me. I like my team. 
I, I, I always like your team. It, well, that's that's true. I, I was gonna say I need a unbiased perspective, but I don't think you can give it to me. Okay, uh, here I'll I'll say a few things, and then I will let you talk about it. You tell okay. me what's inaccurate. It. Kamara is great. If Swift is back, he's great. And you also then have to like figure out who doesn't play. Those two are Travis Etienne, who uh, I'm not as huge a believer in him, but the numbers are there right now. The wide receiver core is great. C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave. T. Higgins is going to be the benefactor of Jamar Chase going out. I don't love your quarterback, um, but if he stays quarterback eight and the rest of your team like does what I think they can do, yeah, a lot of good stuff here. This isn't having to project things that aren't already happening. So I would I would like to say quarterback eight is a little bit misleading uh, because this is bye week last week. Um, he was quarterback four just a week ago, so. Um, but yeah, no, it's for where I got him. I'm very happy with with how uh, Jalen Hurts is scoring. Uh, it was about yeah. what I was expecting uh, at at taking the chance on him where I did. So no, um, yeah, ETN was drafted by me, was dropped by me, dropped <laughs> and then was picked it up by me again. Uh, so no, that one, and now with with um, James Robinson gone. I, I know. I, I'm i wondering who to start this week, and I don't think I'm starting Swift, which is really weird to say. Um, it's That's going to be my difficulty. I think I'm going to have three running backs that could all do really well every week, and I'm just going to miss. I'm going to pick the wrong one week after week because that's just what happens. So I... <clears throat> I'm less of a Swift fan than most. We've got, we've gone into that before, so I'm going to need to stay there again. But I would say that one unbiased thing is I think the difference is Kamara and Etienne is going to get far more of a percentage of their snaps, and they're going to score more points for the most part than the Lions. I'm not thinking that whatever happens the first four games of the year is going to keep being a thing. So I think you I think your starters are going to be your starters unless injuries are by really shake things up for those two. Sounds good. I like it. All right, seven. Well, so we'll we'll get into the Matt Alex matchup and the debacle that that was last week. I'm sure at some point, um, but I really don't think scoring like the least amount of points in the history of the world is going to knock them down this far. So I'm going to say Cam holds holds the spot. Was seven, stay seven. Well done. Sorry, I'll check it on this. Uh, sorry, Brady did something that scared my soul there for a second. I think that uh, we talked a little bit about how you caught the bad luck version of this, but I think this is meaningful. Like last week, not only did he have the Matt have the second lowest score, but managed to pull off a win. But I think the other thing is like he did it with his two best players on by. So when you can win a game you should have lost by every metric. Like that's big, especially since I'm guessing that uh, the, the sixth seed is going to be one on a tiebreaker. I don't think it's going to be a record specific thing. So now he gets Dalvin cook and Cooper cup back and Lamar Jackson's having himself a night. So I, I like where they're at. I like, I like the direction they're going. And uh, if Debo's out, same thing. I think that's going to help Brandon Ayuk stock. I think this is a team that uh, last week is going to be the exception and not the norm. Yeah, um, Cortland Sutton I'm not too crazy about. Uh, looks like he's on the DJ Moore train, at least for now, because he's back in his starting lineup. 
Um, and of course he's throwing uh, Jamal Williams uh, in there because he's the t- touchdown vulture. So um, that's that's not a bad move either. Now I just noticed he's got Geno Smith on his bench. Hey, hey I yeah. think you're talking about uh, right now. You're talking about Cam's team, and we're on Matt. No, we're on Cam. Cam's number seven. Yes, Cam is number seven. My bad. So I'm talking about Cam's team. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's on me. Sorry about that. Uh, but a lot of what you said is true because Josh Allen was on by last week. Yeah. And um, did Cam win though? I I, I don't remember that. No, Cam didn't. Uh, win. No. Oh, he lost to you. Yep. Um. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Cam. Cam needs to shop Geno. Uh, there are plenty of teams out there that need a quarterback, and I know he's not the big name, but he's number seven in the league right now, and I can speak from experience. <clears throat> Dynasty. Sorry, I thought I said we wouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, you know, it, he wants to make that push. He wants to get some better players. See what you can get for him. Allen's done with his bye week. You don't need any. You don't need him anymore. It would blow my mind if Geno Smith got traded. But even the fact that it is a realistic statement by you, like shop Geno, like just, yeah, yeah. both right and stunning. And you better do it soon because I'm going to give Carly the same advice pretty quick here. All right. Call it out. Who's, uh, who's six? Oh, did you? Oh, this might be. So, who was four? Four was Matt. Oh, but Matt won. Oh, I don't think you make the move. I think it stays you. Nope. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, oh, wait. I forgot about five. It's Derek then. Oh, even your mulligan didn't work. Oh, no. So he, he did drop that much. Did Alex go all the way to six? No, you still don't have it. Matt. Was four, now six. Matt. Oh, wait. I'm such an idiot. I should have known that. You gave it to me like three minutes ago as you were talking about his team. Yeah. Oh, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Had it. Okay. Talk about well, that team, Steve, or should we just rewind the tape? Let's just rewind the tape. Uh, he's got Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook back, and uh, Lamar's having him a night. So, uh, look, he's not going to be the second lowest scorer this week. Uh, onward and upward, Mr. Bowman. Yep. No, that, that was just a blip on the radar. All right. Five. So that's got to be you. No. Uh, dang it. I should stop putting it in. Okay, then Derek. Was five, stays five, Derek. So should I do my best Cam impression here? No, a Tampa Bay touchdown just got called back, and I got caught in the moment. I'm sorry about that. What, you want Chris Godwin? Is that what you're looking for? Uh, Yeah, or Tom Brady in a, divi- a matchup that matters a little less to me, but I'd still like to win as my quarterback. Ah, gotcha. Derek's yep. team, I really love this team, and I would have to give him credit. I have been, like, 
I have been not interested in DeAndre Hopkins. I was, without getting into the details, Derek drafted DeAndre Hopkins on a team of mine in another league. And I was like, no, why? Why? DeAndre Hopkins is terrible. But what does he do? He comes back in like 10 catch, nine catches, 99 yards. Just, uh, welcome back, Mr. Hopkins. And I was wrong. So, uh, that helps Hopkins and that helps his Kyler Murray stack. So looking really good. What an addition to the team. Yeah. You know, um, that was one of those. You take the chance on it in the draft and hold out until then sort of moves, and he has. Uh, I think St. Brown really helped him be able to hold out that long, uh, at the beginning of the season at least. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was a well-rounded team to begin with, and now he just, now he just added a stud receiver, like essentially off the waiver wire, right? So, um, no, it's, we're we're getting into that that level of teams now where I know I'm not going to be able to crack, uh, you know, even if I do lose once or twice the rest of the season, it's just I'm not going to be able to get get to this level. Um, I like my team, but I like this one too. I don't know that I've ever seen a better four pack than Adam St. Brown, Waddle, and Hopkins. Even if he's just the fourth best in that quartet, my word. Yeah. Right. Um. And then it's Eckler as his running back, right? So it's, it's yeah. really he could get bit by the injury bug. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to jinx you, Derek. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once have a player go down for a four- to six-week period like Chase, and he'd absorb it easily. Oh, good, they're going for a field goal. Yay. <laughs> well, they're one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Four. How did you put yourself number one this week? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're four. No, oh god, that'd be such a rise for you though. But Alex and Matt did not do well this week. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Alex. No. Ah, oh, it is you. It was already a big rise from six to four. And I just to give you another peek behind the curtain, um, on the original go through of the power jankings, I was fifth, but there was a stat correction. Um, uh, Dallas lineman Micah uh, Parsons, yeah, was given a second sack, and that moved me to five. That moved me to four. Oh, so Derek, you're right there. Yeah, it's a. Uh, Whoever basically has a higher score this week is probably going to be uh, higher amongst the two of us. So, anyway, uh, number four, it's weird. I think any other week I would be – I think in theory I'm super excited about my team, but just a terrible pull this week. I've got Mahomes sitting, and I'm playing Carly, uh, the other best – or who's historically been the best team in the league, and I am having to battle her without my best quarterback, and she has to – the tragedy of not playing Justin Herbert, beginning to play Joe Burrow. So a little bit of a buzzkill because if I could win this week, it's going to put me in a great spot for the division. But uh I love this team. I, it just if George Pickens can be a thing, which I think George Pickens is going to be a thing, I I love this team. So I will I will take my chances against the the rest of the top half of the league if uh, that can turn out. 
Yeah, but see, you need him to be a thing to make up for Chris Godwin not being a thing, right? Like, he's not going to – really, in addition for you, he's a substitution. Um, you know, Godwin's, what, 59th-ranked receiver, averaging just under nine points a game. Like, that's that's any receiver off the, the waiver wire. So – I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully disagree. I, I, I get your point. The numbers are correct, but the difference are there are no touchdowns. I just, I'm a believer that that's a fluky thing. What matters? 10 targets, 6 targets, 12 targets, 13 targets, 10 targets tonight. Yep. So you can get these numbers, 7 for 59, 6 for 61, 6 for 95, 7 for 43, and 6 for 75. I will live with that as my, as a starting wide receiver for me and trust the touchdowns are gonna happen. Yep, that's a very good point. Um and you make make the same case for Pittman as well. Um, it's just the touchdowns aren't there. The targets yeah. are what you need to look at. So you just kind of hope he scores uh, once or twice there. But, you know, for all this talk about Kyle Pitts, you should not put your money where your mouth is. It's sitting on your bench there. Yeah, I don't have the hard to pull that trigger. I'm sorry, I'll say one last thing about my team, and then I'm going to move on. Um, you have Brian Robinson, right? Correct. As someone pointed out, like, Brian Robinson got shot and came back in, in four weeks. Michael Thomas has a sore toe and hasn't played in four weeks. Yes. So yep, yep. That that was I just set a fifth. I I can't say I set a fifth round draft pick on fire because he was awesome the two weeks he actually played, but that was a while ago. My, my question for you is when do you drop Garrett Wilson? <laughs> I dropped Garrett Wilson and picked him back up. I etn the situation. Um, the plus side is. The Jets, well, not for me, but um, or for them, but two injuries, so should move him up the food chain. So who do you drop to get Thomas back on your bench and off IR? Is it Wilson or Dubs? I think it's got to be Dubs. I think that the what? I don't know if you heard what Rogers whined about this week about people not doing their job, need to get less snaps. I'm guessing that was directed at uh, Dobbs. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've already talked about Diva Rogers, so that's yeah. not a surprise. Amen. All right, enough time, enough talk on me. Who is number three? Lowest score of the week, sub eighty points in a loss, and stays number three is Alex. All of that is accurate. I mean, he was yeah. he's been doing really good to be able to put up a point total like that and stay at number three. He he was far ahead of four. Yes, he was. But I'll tell you what, the, uh, when I, I think I've been pretty transparent about this. I don't, the power jankings are exclusively about the body of work that it has existed and does not do anything to prognosticate into the future. Um, but if we did, we would not be looking at the number four team. Brees Hall, heartbreaking injury. Mark Andrews goes out tonight. Uh, this team doesn't have the depth to overcome two starters down like that. I mean, nobody does. That's so not a knock on him. Um, and then the quarterback situation is just a mess. Yeah. I mean, he's still got Jefferson on his bench from the bye last week. So, so he's in for Hall at least. Um, and yeah, you know, Lockett, Deontay Johnson, I haven't heard a lot from. I don't feel like he has been doing that well. He's getting, but back to our target conversation, he's been getting the targets, just zero touchdowns so far. So, um, so that, that could be waiting to explode. But yeah, you know, Mark Andrews, 
was part of the reason he could absorb a bad Jared Goff game. And now he doesn't have that anymore. So um, that may come back to, to hurt him. Yeah. It's a, uh... I'm glad Alex won his championship last year because it would be, that would be really stinky for a team like this to, I mean, what a good team just to lose those two pieces. Oh, anyway. All right. So I, we didn't have a show last week, but I said to you guys two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Carly was, Carly was comfortably in the number one spot, but a few things have changed by then. So you think she still got a grip on it or is two losses finally knocked her out of that top spot? Uh, two losses and a loss to the other team we haven't ranked yet this week. Um, and no, this is the Jenkins. <laughs> I, would be, I would be disappointed. I say Bob is still two. No. Aww. The queen has lost her perch. Was she, was it a three week run? No, I think it was, yeah, it was a three-week one. So, run, okay. Sorry, yep. Kudos to Carly. Um, she could get back the next week, but for right now, drops a spot from one to two. Yeah, so here's here's the couple of stats for you, okay? So two weeks ago, because this was supposed to be for last week's podcast, uh, Herbert, um, who she has played the past two weeks, uh, had 57 pass attempts. And 27 points. That's insane. And so there's zero touchdowns, one interception, but 57 pass attempts, 37 completions, 27 points. Um, that didn't, that didn't help. And then last week, 51 pass attempts, um, but 36. So a couple of touchdowns and stuff in there. The problem for her is that Burrow has been doing a heck of a lot better. And so I see that he is now in there for her um, starting. And I do believe that is, that is the right move. Um, but it just depends on how comfortable she is with her team. Um, I think she could shop around Herbert. Um, and he'd be a much more tempting prospect than Geno Smith. Right, Steve? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it like I said, it just depends on how comfortable she she feels for about her team there. Um, here's another stat for you, okay? Uh, Derek Henry has averaged 38 points against the Texans in his last three games. Now this is not with our scoring. This is probably like with standard scoring because uh, this came from ESPN. 38 oh, yeah. point average in the last three games against the Texans. By the way, they're playing the Texans this week. Well, I don't think that number would be far off. Their default is a one-point PPR versus a half PPR, but he doesn't catch a lot of balls, so that's not going to skew the number all that much. Yep, and the Texans have given up this season alone 36.5 to Josh Jacobs, 35 to Eckler, and, well, and 31 to Herbert. So I don't – yeah, well, Herbert's not playing them. So basically – you start Derrick Henry this week, like you're going to, and you start him very comfortably. I don't think I've ever seen a running back projected to get over 20 points, projected at over 20 points. He is projected at 20.1 this week. Yeah, that's 
That's going to hurt to watch just that death by a thousand paper cuts playing Carly. And that's, yep. and then the other quarterback, uh, the other running back, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Number three in the league. Just keep, keeps it going. Boy. But, uh, so yeah, fell a spot to two, but, uh, lost to, uh, the new number one last week, who is Bobby. 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 <laughs> So maybe I just need to start drafting more like Bobby. I always say we think about things differently. I may just need to get into his school, his school of thoughts. Uh, yeah, I, I almost by, by default, it doesn't feel like he should be able to claim the number one spot because he has Tom Brady as quarterback. It just doesn't feel right. But uh, it's really the only bad thing I can say about his team is he has one quarterback on his team and it's Tom Brady. But – He's still a top ten quarterback in our league this year. Um, it's just it's just my my bias and feelings on the man coming through, I suppose. But you can absorb these sixteen point three field goal games on Thursday night. Um, he's got twenty one points because you've got Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and Mike Williams. Like and you're talking that is Kenneth Walker, yeah. Well, yeah, we haven't even gotten to that yet. So you were talking about the quartet of receivers earlier. This, this, oh, I was going to say <laughs> quintet, that's five. Uh, this trifecta of receivers is even better. Um, I, that's just, they've all hit, they've all done really well. Uh, so I'm not surprised to see him at one. And yeah, now he's got Kenneth Walker too. All right, but if they played for the championship today and everybody's available, you would take Carly. Man, it depends on the matchups. Like, Carly's got Derrick Henry this week who's going to go off. Well, Bobby's got Tyreek Hill playing the Lions. We are oh, screwed. So, you know, it's just, right, is it is it Stefan Diggs and Buffalo at Buffalo on a snowy December day in the championship, you know, playing, playing a good defense. I, you know, it, it all depends on the matchups for me. It could go either way. All right. But I do think it is a realistic outcome that this could be the championship. All right. So those are our top 10. We, you and I will do a quick, uh, quick dive into week eight and kind of make our projections. I will trust you to be on the honor system and as best you can try not to factor in what is going on right now. All right, so the Jacob of the week would be one Bobby versus three Alex. Who you got? Oh, Bobby. Agreed. All right. But in, in, in true our league fashion, with Bobby and the praises we heap on him as number one and Alex with the lowest points in the history of the world last week, you know Alex is going to win by 50, so that's just how it works. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, two Carly, four Steve. I, I you you do not have Mahomes and she has Henry against the Texans. It's going to be Carly. Yeah, I mean the ESPN's predicting me to lose by like twenty seven. I don't remember the last time that's ever been a fate for my team, but uh, yeah, I'm with you, Carly. All right, next up, let's see, five Derek versus six Matt. I think this is I think this is this game yeah. feels meaningful because the loser of this game is in a little bit of trouble and the winner of this game kind of gets some breathing room from the, the four teams kind of fighting for trying to get to the top, the middle tier. 
Yeah, I think Matt, I mean, Matt's a game ahead of him at this point. Um, so I will be cheering for Matt uh, because that means Derek is the closest one to me to catch. Yeah. Um, and I will, I will say Matt because that's what I hope happens. Not because I hate Derek like Cam, but maybe maybe hates too strong a word. He just likes toying with him, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going Matt, but this is the one I'm the least confident on of all of them. Yeah, I all can of- easily see it going the other way. All right, U7 versus 8 Cam. I'm sorry, flip it. 7 Cam versus U8. Have I picked me yet? Uh, no, I do not believe that you have. I don't think I have. See, I don't want to jinx it, so I need to go know which way to go so I get the win this week. Um, God, he's got Josh Allen back, though. Um, yeah, but I say with with the Jamar Chase news today, that gives Higgins the extra 10 to 12 points I need to pull out the win. Yeah, I'm with you. I think T. Higgins to the moon. And uh, even well, without it, I still like you, but I think that takes us to the next stratosphere. All right, nine versus ten. This is a meaningful game to kind of get somebody um, a little closer, to, like we talked about, to the middle class. Nine, your misses versus ten, Jason. Oh, God. Jay, I think you've got it this week. Again, I'm going back to Jamar Chase. Now, the wild card is Tua. He's playing the Lions. He can put up big numbers. He's coming back from the, the double concussion. I, he had a decent game last week. Um, so if Tua goes off, Jason's screwed. But uh, I think that Jamar Chase, the Drake London for Jamar Chase is, is going to mess her up this week. So I'm going Jay. I I don't think Debo plays, and I think that's going to tilt the scale. So I'm actually going to go the other way and take your misses. Well, All right. Be happy with that. I hope so. <laughs> All right. All right. Anything else for tonight? No. Sorry, it wasn't as entertaining. I'm not funny, so. You we are miss- your own treasure. We miss Alex. Alex, yeah. come back. Come back, Alex. I uh, I'm going to do a quick recommendation of the week. I don't want to force you into it, and I'm going to let you mock me for it. Um. Long story short, you know I left my job of 15 years about three years ago, and I got a pretty decent severance package for it, and uh, I bookmarked it, um, or that was all used to kind of start my business, but I, I earmarked just a little bit of it at the time, um, and I got some really nice tickets to go see Ario Speedwagon, and I know you're going to mock me, but let me get through the story first. Um, but unfortunately, it was scheduled like two months before COVID became a thing, so clearly it got punted. I scheduled it for 2021. It got punted for other reasons. So finally, last weekend, I got to go see Ario Speedwagon. Um, at first, there was a little bit of shock because uh, they are in their mid to late 60s, early 70s as a group. So it's like, wow, it's a little bit of an older crew. But I don't know much about music, but I know that that concert felt like it was rocking and they they put on a show. Um, so just to, it was just fun to see. It was just fun to both be back out in public doing these things. and. Uh, Great time, so son of a poor man if you get to listen to it. Steve can't fight this feeling anymore. 
actually sing that song to my daughter every night. So uh, there you go. Anyways. All right. But that's my recommendation. And then uh, until next week, uh, I hope we find Gracie. Gracie, where are you, man? Come back.